Do what you can with what you have where you are. That's a Theodore Roosevelt quote shared by Rowena Mabbitt, my guest on last week's episode of the Playful Mompreneur podcast. At first, it sounds pretty obvious, really simple. Do what you can with what you have where you are. But as I reflected on Rowena's interview and on this quote, I realized that it has so many powerful implications for us as playful mompreneurs. I can also see why it's Rowena's favorite quote, because whether she realized it or not, the sentiments of this quote came through in just about everything she shared with us. Now for us mompreneurs, starting a business can feel scary, downright terrifying even, And then running that business each day can feel overwhelming. I don't need to tell you this. And then there's the comparing ourselves to other entrepreneurs and moms who seem like they're totally rocking it. And self-doubt can easily creep in at this point. So if we can come back to that quote, do what you can with what you have where you are, then suddenly things get a whole lot clearer. You get perspective. And you can start taking action, which then builds your confidence. Oh, which incidentally is what Rowena helps her clients to do as a career and life confidence coach. Now, Rowena shared a whole lot of examples of where she did what she could with what she had, where she was at that time of her life. And today I'm going to be highlighting these examples for you. Because even if you have as little as five hours a week to work on your business right now, then that's what you have. And I'd love to help you figure out a plan to do what you can with the time and also the resources and the energy and the experience and the support that you have rather than looking for what you don't have. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Do you want to find joy in being both a parent and a business owner? Then come and play with us here at the Playful Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and I'm on a mission to help moms to start and grow their own businesses in a way that's as simple and as fun as child's play. Join me as I talk about things like playful productivity, tools and tech, and building a special kind of business. A business that supports your desire to be a fully present parent and to have the time and space to truly connect with your kids. You'll also hear from other mompreneurs and some dadpreneurs who are rocking this double gig of parenting and business ownership, with some of them even throwing homeschooling into the mix. Get the inside track on both their struggles and what's working for them. And then use that as inspiration for building your playful business. You ready? Let's play. So takeaway number one is that you can start your business journey by working for someone else. So when Marina's youngest son was 18 months old, she received a call from a past colleague. He wanted her to come and work in his HR consultancy company. Initially, she thought that it would never work because she was essentially a full-time mom to a toddler and a preschooler. But this is where I imagine Rowena thinking, well, okay, I don't want to go back full-time, but what kind of time do I have? 
And the answer was just five hours a week. But she put the idea to her colleague. And what do you know? He was happy with that. He put her on a consulting project that required her to be at the client's office for just two hours per week. And then the other three hours, she could work from home. She did what she could with the time, expertise, and connections she had where she was, which at the time involved running around after a toddler and playing superheroes with a preschooler. So I want to put it to you right now. What can you do with the time that you do have? What can you do with the network and the connections you already have? What can you do with the expertise that you have from your studies or your previous jobs or from your current work? Because this is the important thing here. Rowena started what became her business journey by working for someone else. So it didn't look like her own business right there and then, but it was the start of her own business. So here's another point for you to ponder, especially if you're just getting started in business. What opportunities are there in your existing network for you to do freelance work for another business perhaps? Or maybe you could look at some kind of longer term retainer arrangement with one particular client. So dig around in your memory. I'm picturing a mental Rolodex here. (laughs) So you maybe need to go to your email contacts and go and search through your phone. Um, But see if there are any people or businesses that you could work with on your terms as one small but powerful step to starting your own business or to getting more clients into your existing business. And Rowena even says in the interview that even if she jumped straight into starting a full business at this point in her life, she doesn't think she would have been able to sustain it. She shared that she was just not in the headspace to set up a business at that stage in her life partly because of the loss of her second son, who was stillborn. But it's in this very painful part of Rowena's story that I come to my next takeaway. Because as Rowena continued her consultancy work, doing what she could with what she had where she was, she even managed to increase her hours to 15 hours per week. But it was at this point that she had something of an aha moment. Because having built up her confidence by working for someone else and in the process of working through the pain and grief that came with the loss of her son, she was ready to follow a dream that she'd had for years and retrain as a coach. So takeaway number two is that sometimes taking the hard way is the right way. So in the interview, Rowena shared that after she lost her son, She and her husband went through counseling, which was essential. But then after the counseling, she felt like what she would have wanted was a grief coach. And so after her coaching training, she decided that she wanted to specialize in grief coaching. So this is another example of where Rowena did what she could with what she had where she was. And this time she had her life experience of working through the loss of a child, coupled with this new coaching qualification. And Rowena was prolific in her writing and content creation at this point. She threw herself into starting a business of her own. 
She helped many other parents dealing with the loss of a child at this time. But interestingly, the clients that actually came to her for coaching were not specifically looking for grief coaching. Instead, knowing her background in corporate HR, they wanted things like career coaching. And others came to her because they were going through other life transitions and they needed her help as a coach to navigate through that change with confidence. Rowena said she probably should have realized earlier that there was a mismatch between what her paying clients were coming to her for and what her messaging was. She says that she took the hard way before finally pivoting her business towards career, business, and life confidence coaching, which is what her business is today. But she also admits that she learned a lot during this phase of business. And I'm all for the learning, all for the journey. And from the outside, looking in on this story, I can see how she got quite playful in the way she created content for her business in those early days. And what I can also see is that she learned what was really essential for building a business. So at that time, she was blogging once a week and she realized that she was actually putting too much time into this content creation. And what was important for building her business wasn't necessarily writing one blog post per week. She realized that at this point. So now in her business, several years later, she very intentionally only writes one blog post per month. And I can tell you that it's really great quality. It's really meaty, well thought out stuff. So in going the so-called hard way, you know, in doing this blogging um, once a week and sort of really forcing herself into this content creation cycle, also specializing in grief coaching, um, she put herself out there, but then she realized in reflecting on going the so-called hard way, she reflected on it and she realized, you know what? I have something different here. What I have here is a bunch of clients who need my expertise in a different way to what I'd initially envisioned. So in taking that action, doing the thing, even though it was the hard way, she actually got the clarity that she needed to build the business that she has today. So that's what I'd encourage you to do, even if it means going the hard way and doing the one blog post a week or whatever it is. If that's what you need to get some momentum and to take some action, do it and then reflect. Is this working? But you're only going to get that info once you do the thing. So do the work and then reflect upon it. I think that's the very important part of this puzzle. Uh, I think a lot of people will say to you, trust the process, just keep your head down, do the work, do the work, do the work. But then they don't actually tell you, oh, reflect on that work and see what's working. So that's what I'd encourage you to do today is, is even take a reflection right now and see, is what you're doing working? Uh, if you've got some numbers and some data, that always helps. But also just think about how you're feeling, what is working and what is not working in your business. And by all means, keep trying something. That's where I'm challenging myself at the moment. Keep trying something for a period of time. And a quarter is a beautiful amount of time. 90 days, 
keep on with that, stick to the plan for about a quarter, but after that, reflect and see, is this actually working for me? And so that's what Rowena did at one point in her business several years ago. She looked at what she had and she had these clients coming through to her who actually needed a different type of help. And it was still within her passion. It was still within her skill set. She could still offer them such an amazing service. And she does. She offers an amazing service in terms of her business coaching, her career coaching, and her life confidence coaching. But she had to uh, just change niche and change audience just ever so slightly. And I, I, I do think that several of Rowena's clients did come from her days when she was doing grief coaching and they actually now come to her for different life transitions. So it's not to say that she completely threw away her life experience with grief. She now brings that into the way she coaches people, but that's not the 100% focus and specialization of her business. So let's move on now to takeaway number three, and that is take the pressure off and get answers quickly with a minimum viable product or a minimum viable offer. So let me tell you a little bit more about that. So undoubtedly, Rowena learned a lot during her time as a grief coach, but she admits that she wishes she could have learned her lessons a little bit faster. So now in her business, Rowena takes a different approach to putting out offers to her audience. And she even gives me some credit here because what she does now is to focus on a minimum viable product or that's an MVP, or you could also say MVO, minimum viable offer. Now what's kind of hilarious here is that although I first introduced Rowena to this concept, She is one of the people who constantly reminds me to keep coming back to minimum viable products. So that's what's so cool about having like-minded mompreneurs who keep you accountable. So talking of accountability, last year, Rowena recognized a need amongst her past clients, whether they were from her group programs or people who had gone through her one-on-one coaching program. And she saw that they needed ongoing accountability. And so without even having the exact details of what she really wanted to offer them, she she simply put a basic idea to her past and existing clients only. So I want you to notice that she had a list of past clients with a need that she recognized. So she did what she could. And that was a simple as firing off an email to these people. So from there, she got a number of people who said, yes, tell me more, this sounds interesting. And so at that point, she started fleshing out the offer, like what would be included, how would it work, what would the price be, and so on. And because she was now in email conversations with all of these people who had worked with her before, so She's talking to people she knows, people who know her and trust her, like friends you could even consider. And she could then craft the offer with them and actually include elements that she knew that they wanted rather than guessing at like, oh, what I think people want. She could really just go, okay, well, what do you want? And craft the offer accordingly. 
So I just want to like put that picture to you. Does that look like icky selling? Does it feel like sleazy marketing? No, this is just conversations with friends, with past clients, with people who do trust you and with whom you have a relationship. So it was at this point that she then built a simple sales page. So that was for the people who may have been on the fence and wanted more details about what they'd be getting and how much it would cost. And also to then maybe take to some new people who she thought would be ideal for this particular offer. The result is that she got enough people to move ahead with the accountability group. And full disclosure, one of those people is me. (laughs) And as someone on the inside, It fits my needs perfectly because I was also just a little bit of a part of creating and crafting that offer. So the lesson here is that your current network, the people who you may have done work for before, your past clients, they're all rooting for you and they're way more likely to work with you again than new people if you meet them where they're at. So your action step is to reach out to a past client or a past employer or even a friend and just start a conversation with them. Listen to see how you can use your expertise to solve a problem for them and then package that problem into a minimum viable offer or a minimum viable product. So there we go. Keep it simple. Keep it minimum viable. And you might need to write this down on a sticky note or a poster or something around your desk. Because if you're anything like me, you will need constant reminders to keep it minimum, keep it simple. And that is really serving your people because that opens up the conversation. And from there, you can kind of finalize the nuts and bolts of the offer. And I think what I just want to add at this point is, Once you've got that minimum viable offer, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it later, but you can add on to that minimum viable offer. So that's the seed. And then it can grow into a beautiful big plant later on, but it all starts with that minimum viable offer. So takeaway number four is on seasonal planning and living. And we had such a lovely conversation around designing your season. And Rowena has got a digital product that I'm going to tell you about in a minute. So one of Rowena's MVPs is her Design Your Season self-led workshop. And the way this works is that you set aside some time for a workshop with yourself. Now you'll need about an hour, at least an hour, or you could book out a few hours at a coffee shop or on the bench at the park And simply work through the prompts that Rowena gives you to plan your season. So yes, it's a natural season. So like for us in the Southern Hemisphere, it's autumn. So we plan it for March, April and May. But you could really use it for any period of time you want to. It's a low cost download and you can buy it from Rowena's website and then use it and reuse it as many times as you'd like. So I'll leave a link in the show notes if you'd like to get a copy for yourself. But what I love about designing my season is that it inspires me to get in touch with what's happening in nature around me. 
So for me now in autumn, I can look at the falling leaves on the trees and decide to do an email list cleanup and ask my subscribers to resubscribe. So that's one example. And I've done that. And believe me, it's been it's been quite scary. But at the same time, knowing that this is kind of part of the season has made it less scary and just made it feel like it's part, I'm part of the flow. So it's all about connecting to how you want to feel as well as the goals you want to achieve. Now, Rowena shares her typical week with us in episode four, if you want to go and listen back to that, of how she, as a mum of two, her boys are in late primary school and high school at the moment, and you can go and listen to that in episode four. But in addition to the weekly schedule, she really does a good job of tapping into this natural season and planning in that more medium-term period of a quarter. As I said earlier, it's so powerful. And that's exactly what I've done to plan March, April, and May of this year. Now, just to bring this back to the idea of an MVP, Rowena has taken the prompting questions that she had used to design a season herself, and she then just just upped it a little bit. So she had a bunch of questions that she'd probably journaled on, and she brought that into Canva, added some beautiful images, And that just adds some value and enjoyment to the product. But then you know what? It's a product. It's ready to go. And I'd even argue you don't even have to do the fancy design. You could even sell this kind of thing as a a Google Doc for starters. But she's, you know, beautified it and, and added some design elements to it. And she has then put this out as a minimum viable product. And if you'd like some help in getting a sales page for your minimum viable product, then I can recommend Sales Page Superhero. That's my course where I teach you how to put together a very simple sales page in a product called Card. It's a website builder that's really low cost and it's way better than something, way cheaper at least, than uh, looking at something like Lead Pages or definitely Kajabi. Those are going to be huge investments. So Sales page superhero will help you to just get your sales page up there and out into the world and you can then run with your product. So you'll see here like with the self-led workshop, the focus is on simplicity of getting your product out there and then testing the market to see what they're willing to pay for. And I love the experimentation that Rowena's brought into her business in this way. And what's great about Design Your Season is that she offers it as a bonus to those of us now in her accountability group. And then we use that workbook to design our seasons and then have the accountability of the group to see it through. So you can see here how she's layering on a bigger product onto her minimum viable product, but it all started with the minimum viable products. So here's a question for you. What resource might you have on your computer or in your brain that you could easily turn into a digital product as an example of a minimum viable product. Because this could be an excellent place to either start your business journey or to add another revenue stream into your established business. So that brings me to takeaway number five. Just start. At the end of the interview, I asked Rowena for the advice she that she'd give to mumpreneurs who are just starting out. And it was this, just start. 
and I love that. Especially because she went on to give some ideas of how you can start small and start simply. Do what you can with what you have where you are. It's the thread that weaves everything together. Rowena's interview, this episode, and being a mompreneur in general. You don't need to have it all figured out. Start with what you have. Whether that's your lived experience, your network, your skills, or a lovely combination of all of those would be wonderful. And try as hard as you can, because this part is surprisingly hard to do, try as hard as you can to start as simply as possible. But this is where play helps. Just play. Get that Instagram account up. Or set up a Facebook page for your business. Or, of course, my personal favorite is put up a super simple sales page. So as I mentioned, you can use card and my sales page superhero course to help you do that. And I'll leave a link, of course, in the show notes if you want to get that. So just try it out. If it works, it works. And then you can go from there. And if it doesn't work, then you learn from it and you adjust accordingly. You reflect even though you've kind of, it feels like you've taken the hard way, but if you go in small, you start in just with this minimum viable product idea, then it's not a, a huge train smash to pull it back. You always have to start and you get even more full marks. You get full marks. I'm going to give you full marks. If you can figure out how to start in the simplest, smallest way possible, then I'm going to give you bonus points if you take the hard way and you figure out some even cooler lessons along the way. So that's the last takeaway from Rowena's interview. Just start, okay? Rowena and I say so. Thank you to Rowena Mabbitt for the lovely chats. You can connect with Rowena at rowenamabbitt.com and rowenamabbitt on Instagram. I'll leave the links in the show notes. And also, if you're not part of the Playful Mompreneur Club already, please go to playfulmompreneur.com and leave your email address so that you can be alerted to the next episode of the Playful Mompreneur and get some bonus resources and excerpts from my upcoming book. For now, it's goodbye from me, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and the rest of the team here at the Playful Mompreneur Podcast. That's the end of our Mompreneur Playdate today, but come again soon. Subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss an episode and to get free bonus content is to get onto the Playful Mompreneur email list at playfulmompreneur.com. That's also where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. So head to playfulmompreneur.com and sign up there. And then playing is even more fun with friends, right? So please share the Playful Mompreneur podcast with all your mompreneur friends by sending them over to playfulmompreneur.com or tell them to search the Playful Mompreneur on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also help me to spread the word by leaving a favorable review on Apple Podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, spreading the word, and most of all, being playfully and wonderfully you. Now it's time to go off and
Playful Mompreneur.